It is Saturday night, and it's that nightly hour, so don't you dare be sour. We got to be happy tonight on the Sideline Junkies WrestleManiac podcast because we have the returning of the one, the only, Nubian Sumo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you've really been missed, I have to say. These two last two weeks have been eventful, but they haven't been as eventful as they would have been with you all. So thank you for your patience. I'm back, and you're welcome. Indeed, you are back. And on the other side of the table, we got to be happy because we have returning for an unprecedented, almost, I mean, come, this is week number 102 straight. Well, no, 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 I take that back. He has missed a week. Uh, almost had the record. They almost had the record. So we'll give him 101 weeks as the people's choice, Don Rodriguez. Yep, and I am so happy that James is back. I don't know what we were going to do if we had to go three weeks without James. Man, it's been rough. Nobody has been here to tell us about all the things that are just newbie, and so I'm so excited for James to be back. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'll... Yeah, that's enough. All right, so welcome yeah, back, James. That was nowhere near genuine at all. How you know, man? Because I, I, I that know was genuine you. enough. I was about to start dancing with a broom and everything. Wow. And of course, you have me, the big guy KG. I guess I'm going to be more along the lines of the Wrangler for this evening show, keeping everyone in line, which is a full time job. And um, speaking of full time job. And keep them everyone in line. Uh, if you haven't listened to our Sunday night special from earlier this week with the boss BJ and myself, um, thank you guys, Nubian Sumo, People's Choice, for getting me in trouble. I got called to the principal office. Thank you. I got in trouble because what what I was told verbatim. You have sideline junkies, but what you guys do over there on Saturday night on the WrestleMania, you know, we all WCW over here. Y'all just NWO. Y'all do what y'all want to do, but somebody got to pay for it. I was on air. I had to go pay for it. Because of your little Me Too moment last week, I had to pay for that. What Me Too moment did uh, James do last week? Oh, no, I ain't talking about James. James, you said you listened to the last two shows. When he I did what, listen to the last two shows, yes. What he said about Alexa Bliss and the whole giving herself the mandible claw and liking it, how is that not a Me Too moment? That is not at all. That, you, you was, say, that actually was a Me Too moment. I agree. No, it was not. What you say is that she's going to take the fiends, two middle fingers, put them in her mouth, gag herself with it, and like it. No, that's what she did. And that's not a me I know that's a call to play by play. Like I told BJ, that happened and she likes it. 
That's not going to give anybody wood. That's going to give them mahogany. That's going to give them teak. Nobody me too Katy Perry when she kissed a girl and liked it. Well, that, that was all. But that song was about something totally different that we're not going to get into because I don't have time to pay you guys fine. I'm just saying. I'm broke. I can't afford a fine. So James got all the deep pockets, you know. He can afford to be off the show for two weeks and still get paid from his contract because y'all screwed up the contract negotiation. So that's all on him. Just saying. I'm not going to pay for your mistakes, sir. You're right. But you are going to pay by doing this first segment of That's Just Nubian. And just because it's extra Nubian, you're going to go ahead and go into segment two of That's Just Nubian. So you're going to bless the people with so much damn Nubian, they don't want to hear from you ever again. So without further ado, our returning, welcome back, Nubian Sumo, a.k.a. new Twitter handle, we don't know what the hell it is. Jimmy James, Jimmy John, Sumo James, John, Jim's, uh, Jim Jones, Jeff Jarrett. We don't know what the heck he is. But for tonight, he is going to lay down the foundation of understanding about everything that's been going on in the AEW Women's Tag Team Tournament Cup uh, scenario, as well as bring us back into the fold of everything New Japan, Impact, maybe some NWA and some Ring of Honor work. So, James, the floor, the ceiling, and the four walls is yours. Me and KG going to uh, go microwave some stuff in the back. Here we yeah, go. Just, clo- just close the door softly so that we don't hear all the, you know, racket in the background. No. He talking about you, uh, KG. He ain't talking about me. You ain't hear my microwave. No. Well, first of all, uh, the new the and Sumo tonight is powered by the Diesel Uncut Cigar, Church the Churchill size, which is a very full-bodied cigar, and I just purchased not too long ago. It's my first, my second time having it, and it's very good. So I recommend it to anybody that's looking for a new stick. And I'm also partaking of the Rittenhouse 100 proof bottle and bond straight rye, which is very tasty adult beverage for anyone looking for anything under $30. That's um, just trying to chill out and enjoy their evening with an adult beverage. Now, as far as my new Twitter handle is concerned, I did change my Twitter handle, and it is now the Afro Sumo Rye. Not samurai, but sumurai. So I thought that was appropriate. So anybody want to hit me up anytime you feel like it. Now, as far as the AEW Women's Tag Team Tournament, there's been some interesting developments going on in there. Um, the uh, Big Swole, Little Swole con- uh, combination has been was very interesting. Um, I didn't know too much about Little Swole. I know that she did wrestle in Stardom and in Shimmer at one time, um, and did hold the Star- uh, Shimmer Championship. Uh, she is a very t- a technical wrestler who uh, has tagged with Big Swole before, so that was an interesting tag team. 
um, the um, Nightmare Sisters have moved on to the semifinal, which is um interesting tag team, to say the least. Uh, to, to see their dynamic uh, as far as, you know, Allie being her own thing and Brandy kind of moving back and forth between face and heel uh, with uh, everything going on in that dynamic. It should be interesting. Uh, the other two tag teams kind of mishmash, kind of a mixed mixed batch. Uh, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to a big swole, little swole um, Nightmare Sisters final. So hopefully that'll happen. And that'll uh, and with the big with the big swole and little swole winning, which I doubt it'll happen. It'll most likely be the nightmare assistance, but we'll see what happens with that. Um, being that it's on YouTube on Monday nights, going up against <laughs> Raw is interesting. Uh, the interesting placement of uh, their show. So we'll it's it's just an interesting situation all the way around on that. Now, as far as uh, the Indies are concerned, I do have some late, the latest news on the NWA. They have gotten together with Thunder Studios and the wrestling promotion uh, or, the or the governing body called the United Wrestling Network to team up for a weekly pay-per-view that's going to start on September 15th at 9 o'clock. It's going to be a 90-minute show that will be available on all cable pay-per-view outlets and on the Fight Network. Um, they're going to be filming in San Diego, and they will be under COVID-19 guidelines. There has been no price set for the pay-per-views as of yet, but, uh, um, but it should be somewhere around $14.99 or somewhere around there per show since it's going to be a weekly thing. Uh, there are about 15 to 20 independents under the uh, United Wrestling Network umbrella. And they're going to have all of, NWA, all of NWA included. So you're going to be able to see a lot of new faces uh, coming into that uh, show uh, under the NWA umbrella. So we should have, we should have a good time with that. Uh, now, uh, you have Impact Wrestling, who is working on their emergence shows, which are going to be August the 18th and the 25th on Access, their Tuesday night shows. Um, they've already set up the first night, which will be Motor City Machine Guns versus the North for the tag team titles. You'll have the Good Brothers versus Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. We have Eddie Edwards defending his title against uh, someone who's unnamed at this time. Chris Bay will defend his X Division title in a three-way match against Rohit Raju and TJP. You'll also have Moose defending his, air quotes, TNA World Heavyweight Championship against Trey Miguel. And the only match they have so far on night two for emergence is the Diana Perazu Jordan Grace 30 minute Iron Woman match for the knockouts title. So um, we look forward to seeing that on Tuesday coming. And um, 
no finding out what's going to happen next week, uh, the following week for night two. Now, uh, Ring of Honor has also announced that they're going to start their production this month, uh, their television production. So they're going to start move, uh, bringing to doing shows again. Uh, they're going to start their uh, production in um, Baltimore sometime this month. Um, they will be picking up where they left off with the with the reinvention or the reinstalling um, of the pure title, the pure heavyweight championship, which uh, we can. I've been over in other shows, but I'll rehash the rules for it in um, future dates once uh, it's closer to uh, Showtime's airing. Uh, they will be there will be no fans, and they will be under strict testing protocols for COVID. Um, there are seven wrestlers. There, there were a lot of wrestlers who had already been set up for the tournament, but right now there are only seven due to COVID um, travel restrictions. So we have Jay Lethal, Jonathan Gresham, Matt Seidel, David Finley from New Japan, uh, Tracy Williams, Josh um, Woods, and Wheeler Utah, who will be making his Ring of Honor debut uh, for the tournament. Now, we, they lost Doug Williams, who was a former Pure Champion, Mark Haskins, Slev, Joe Hendry, Yuji Nagata, and Ren Narita from um, New Japan. So they would have to drop out due to the travel restrictions and whatnot. Uh, so hopefully they'll be uh, airing shows by, by September so uh, they can go ahead and get started with that because I'm looking forward to the return of the pure title it was always interesting seeing uh the rules that they used and especially the people that they uh had within that division uh, that were that was wrestling so i i would uh, i'll thoroughly enjoy seeing that again now going on to new japan there's a lot of things going on within new japan right now that are um in the works um they are airing a show called uh, New Japan, New NJPW Strong, which right now they're featuring the New Japan Cup USA tournament to determine the number one contender for the U.S. title held by John Moxley right now. So, um, on they've they've had uh, two shows already. Uh, the first show featured the quarterfinal matches, which was. Carl Fredericks versus Kenta, where Kenta won. Jeff Cobb versus Tonga Loa, one half of the Gorillas of Destiny, of which Jeff Cobb got the Duke. David Finley versus Chase Owens of the Bullet Club, who where Chase Finley wound up winning his that match. And Brody King versus Tama Tonga, where Tama Tonga wound up defeating Bro Brody King. So the last show that they had featured uh kenta versus jeff cobb of which kenta wound up winning and david finley versus tama tonga which david finley wound up winning so on the show on the 26th uh that they will be featuring david finley versus kenta for the number for the, for the number one contendership to the um united states title now during that second show you had the debut of PJ Black, who was the former um, uh, Justin, 
uh, he was he was one of, he was one of the members of Nexus. Uh, his last name was Justin, but um, he was from, from South Africa. If you remember him, PJ Black. Is that the one that spit on John Cena? That's the one that spit on John Cena exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, uh, now you also had the return of TJP, who has been in and out of um, Ring of Honor. He's in it, um, he's in Impact right now, tagging with Falaba, and he also has a deal with New Japan which he's been in some um, tag team tournament, junior tag team tournaments, and best of the super juniors. And we also saw the return, and this is my first time seeing him, of uh, ACH in, a, in, in the ring. So that was, it was good to see him coming out. Now, uh, on, the, on August the 9th, they had the... Um, the finals of the Never Open Way Six Man Championship Tournament, where Toro Yanu, Kazuchika Okada, and Sho of Rapungi 3K went up against Yoshihashi, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroshi Goto, where um, Yoshihashi, Ishii, and Goto wound up winning the match to become the new champions. And they made a real big deal out of it because this is Yoshihashi's first title out of the 10, 12 years that he's been wrestling for New Japan. So they gave him, usually at the end of every uh, card, uh, they always give the winners the last word of the night, and they wound up uh, moving aside and giving him the microphone and letting him speak since this was his big night. So that was, that was special for him. Now, um, there's a there's a thing that's going to be happening during the King of Pro uh, during the uh, event on August the 26th, which uh, Kazuchika Okada came up with this new concept called the King of Pro Wrestling 2020, and where there's going to be um, four singles matches, all where each um, competitor brings their own type of stipulation to the match. The, all, the um, New Japan nation will vote to see which stipulation goes for that particular match and the winner goes on to a four-way match on the 29th and that will determine uh, the winner of the uh, KOPW 2020. Now you've all you've got uh, Kazuchika Okada going up against Yujiro Takahashi, who's a member of the Bullet Club. Now um, Yujiro is saying that he wants a lumberjack strap match, but Okada is saying that he's so confident that he'll be able to beat Yujiro that he'll go a one against three with Gato and Jado on Yujiro's side. So the fans will have to vote to see who gets that, which match goes on that one. Then you have Show versus Sonata, which the stipulations haven't been stated yet. Toro Yanu versus Bushi, which we're waiting on those, those stipulations. And then El Desperado, who wants a finisher-only match against um, uh, Kojima. Who's a, who's a former NWA, MLW, uh, and uh, other world champion, uh, including New Japan. Uh, he wants a lariat 
Matt, he wants to, the only way you can finish the match is if you lose by a lariat from Kojima or uh, Desperado's finisher, which he calls the Pinchy Loco, which is a butterfly face buster. So we'll see what happens on that. Now, uh, the match I mentioned on the, the card I mentioned on the 29th is the Summer Struggle in Jingu. Which the summer struggle is what is the series of mat of cards that are going on right now in New Japan, leading up to the next major pay per view. So this is a, like a mid pay, a mid big pay per view for them uh, to just try to set up what's going to be coming up later in the later on in the year, uh, which I'll be talking about here in a minute. Now on that card, you'll have Shingo Takagi. Versus uh, uh, Minoru Suzuki for the never open weight title. You have Hiromu Takahashi versus Taiji Ishimori for the junior heavyweight title. You have um, Kota Ibushi and, Hiromu, and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi for the uh, heavyweight tag team championships. And you'll have uh, Evil defending his heavyweight and IC titles against um, Tetsuya Naito, along with the four winners of the King of Pro Wrestling 2020 stipulation matches in their four-way. So um, I look forward to that that because I do want to see Naito versus Evil, and I do want to see the um, Hiromu versus um, uh, Taji Ishimori match. I, also, I always love seeing Minoru Suzuki wrestle because he's just brutal with it. So um, now all that and the matches that go on after that will all lead up to the G1 Climax, which is one of the big uh, um, wrestling tournaments of the year where the G1 Climax determines who gets the main event spot and the number one contendership for the IWGP heavyweight championship and probably in this case the IC title too if they don't separate them before then so you're going to have 19 events over the next over 30 days starting on September the 19th and the 20th in Osaka which will end in Ryoku in the Ryoku's Ryogoku Sumo Hall on October 16th through the 18th and um like I said, the winner will get the uh, title match at Wrestle Kingdom on January the 4th for the uh, main titles. So New Japan has a lot going on. You've got, got a lot to look forward to for, from New Japan and Impact Wrestling. Uh, so um, we're looking, I'm looking forward to a lot of wrestling. And then, as we'll probably be noting on this program a little later, we got a big week coming up too. So, fellas, any questions or any comments about what was brought to the table tonight? Yeah, you didn't tell us where Leo Rush is wrestling. Uh, uh, he's wrestling in his boxers. Oh, that's about all I got. Yeah. What about you, uh, KG? I think he uh, got all extra Nubian with it. Well, he was supposed to. He was supposed to. Um, 
Uh, he covered everything I need to know. I need to know when Jordan Grace's next match was. I think she's in Tennessee right now, and her and, and hubby about to do big things. So I'm happy for them, too. And then I heard Jay Lethal's name, so I'm damn sure happy about that. Really? You're not marking about the fact that uh, ROH is going to be in a DMV? That was worth it right there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know they're headquartered in Baltimore, so, you know, it's, it's that for them to uh, go back there to do their, but start their taping and whatnot, it's, it was expected. So that's just, a, that's just a good thing for the area. Anything to keep people thinking about Balmer and some wrestling. That's a good thing. So, all right, James, that was a good uh, welcome back to uh, everything that the Sumo cares about. And hopefully uh, that covers a lot of things that uh, all of you listening care about from the wonderful world of New Japan and Impact and ROH, NWA, and even uh, AEW. But uh, I do want to give a mention that we, outside of her being on Titan Games, had the return of to wrestling of Dasha Curt. So that was a, a pretty big moment for her as well within this tournament, even though they didn't advance uh, her her partner. is just the fact that she is signed as a wrestler as well in AEW. That's a, a pretty big thing. So they're making some uh, interesting moves uh, out of that tournament with who's involved in it. And then uh, we'll see how that plays out in the grand scheme of things on the AEW side of things for their women's division. So, Thank you, James, for all that. We're going to go to break, get a little bit of extra push action, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about the other side of the hot crazy this week. We called it hot mess last week, but that would be our thoughts on week two of Retribution and Raw Underground. So we'll be back in a few. Welcome, welcome to yet another installment of The Push. Delonte represents the sideline junkies. And today's subject uh, pretty much gave an indication of who the subject was going to be. Um, I'm going to talk about the current NXT champ, Keith Lee. Um, the real big dog, as I've always called him. Now, Keith Lee, this dude, man, agile, quick, um, you know, very impressive. Uh, Mike skills, in-ring ability, uh, the whole package. Um, big guy, brother, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, gotta add that in there, brother. So, you know, this, this, this guy got a lot going for him. And um, I think uh, for Keith Lee, the sky's the limit. Um, but I'm interested to see how they're going to go about his upcoming feud, well, match with um, my current favorite wrestler, Karrion Cross. saying as though Karrion Cross is supposed to be like, the next big thing, in my opinion, like he's gonna be the next big dominant wrestler. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like to I think to put them against each other so early and and cross his NXT career is kind of confusing because you know Cross he he I think he he's built quite a resume, but he hasn't really wrestled you know other top names before getting. Straight to the champion. Um, Keith Lee, I think it would be a travesty if his title reign ends to carrying across. I wouldn't be surprised either. But I think it would be a travesty, seeing as though he hasn't even been a champ um, six months. But, you know, um, you know how 
Vince and say hate to say it sometimes uh, Hunter and Sean, you know how they do things um, up there in Connecticut. So, you know, again, that all falls on creative and how they write this out. Um, so we, sh we shall see. Uh, my expectations for Keith Lee. Um, he, of course, he will be moving to the main roster at some point. Um, I think, matter of fact, this might be, be probably one of his last big fuse. Once he drops the title, he should be going to the main roster uh, shortly. You know, he'll follow suit like former NXT champs, Alistair Black, uh, Finn Balor, who, although he came back, Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, you know, um, to name a few. But I think uh, Keith Lee, he, he's definitely going to make an impact. Um on the main roster. Um, I can see him being on SmackDown. Uh, I don't, I don't for some reason, I don't see him on Raw. Raw, to me, is not, you know, the most dominant show anymore. I'm not sure what, not sure what happened. Um, of course, you got Seth Rollins and Randy Orton doing pretty much the same thing, but I, I have Keith Lee going to SmackDown and, you know, making a name for himself. I, I would like to see him and Braun Strowman go one-on-one -on -one, um, or even him and Afeen go one-on-one. -on -one. There's some great compelling matchups for Keith Lee once he arrives to the main roster. Um, hell, I wouldn't even mind seeing him in a, a cross-brand match against Brock Lesnar or Bobby Lashley. Um, you know, put him, put him up against some of those powerhouses, um, you know, so he can really you know, exhibit his skill set. But as far as, like, now, uh, it's great to have him as NXT champ. I think it's deserving. Um, but I'm a little worried uh, because this dude carrying a cross, man, he's, like, destroying everything in his path, everything. Um, you know, he's not letting up nothing. You know, this guy's intensity is, like, next level. So we shall see. Uh, this is Delonte, representing the Sideline Junkie. Shout out to the brothers, the Don, KG, and the Black Sumo. Everybody be safe. Peace. Welcome back to the same old place that you left us at. Oh, nobody else going to sing? Yes, no. I do. You Welcome all in the one on that one. Wow. No, 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 nobody. Nobody watched Welcome Back, Carter? You, you oh, just yeah. said all in a one. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we weren't going there. Yeah, we were going to let you have your moment. But you had it. And, again, you're an all in a one. So, speaking of hot messes, uh, Retribution, Raw Underground. Since KG is in a singing mood, I want you to go ahead and tell us what your thoughts are on Retribution's impact, quote-unquote, on Raw and SmackDown this week, and then also how you felt about Raw Underground, as um, you know, especially as we had Dabakato and his seven footness going ham, uh, Alberto Ruas uh, out there putting in some work, and then Shayna Baszler just beating three women up. So, what's your thoughts on that, KG? Trash. I, I don't. I don't like this. I don't, I don't like it. Well, be more specific. Like what What are you talking about? I don't understand where they're going with this whole retribution thing. I don't really care for it. Really. I'm just going to be honest. 
it's it's not something I, I, I particularly enjoy. I'd rather pass on it. Are they not hardcore enough for you? I mean, breaking the window to the front door of the performance center wasn't hardcore enough for you? Oh, don't worry about it. You'll pay for it. <laughs> Turn the lights on and off. Come uh, on now. You know that was hardcore for you. You, did, you didn't see that that was gimmick glass? We all, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's like, that's what you're going to break? And then, wait, wait, hold on. You know, they did flip, uh, allegedly, a car over that had a smoke machine behind it. That happened, too. Yeah. What about you, James? What's your feeling? I mean, mean, you weren't here through the conversation of hot mess, so I figured you would have definitely called it hot mess last week, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. So you tell me what you think about the last two weeks of retribution. Well, see, this is one of those things that I'm trying to I'm trying to wait to see what is going to what's going to happen with it. Now, when they destroyed the ring and everything and they started spray painting the hockey glass and all that stuff. I mean, come on. Okay, so first of all, I don't appreciate how uh, Michael Cole and Corey Graves are running off like bitches every time they come out. I don't I don't I don't like that. Corey Graves should at least stay there, being that he's a wrestler. He was a former wrestler. So, now Michael Cole, I can understand, you know, him cowering or whatever. But Corey Graves should at least, at least once, stand his ground, you know? Then you got, y- y'all were talking about, y'all trying to figure out who everybody was and whatnot. You know, uh, you know the guy with the chainsaw was Tory Fun- Terry Funk, right? <laughs> Not a big <laughs> Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Jay saw Jay, Charlie's coming back, Jay man. Saw Charlie came back. Oh my God! Well, as long as he keeps his shoes on. Yeah, exactly. If you come off, we know Foley's around. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I read somewhere that they're using NXT unders to kind of fill those spots and whatnot, try to keep everybody guessing as to who it's going to be within this group. And you saw last night how they added a whole bunch of people to it, so it's not just the core five that you've been seeing. So they had they had like 10, 15 of them all out there last yep, last night. So, you know, there are there are there are some names that are being shuffled around like Donovan Dijakovic is supposed to be one of them and possibly um Tommaso Ciampa. So I don't know if that's gonna be the case, but it could happen. You know, give them a reason to move them up, you know. Um them using actual ropes to cut the to cut the ring ropes when everybody knows that they use cable covered in tape, you know. I mean, it's, it's I'm trying to give this a chance to play out because it seems like it's going to be interesting, but I just the, the direction, like KG said, is kind of askew. So I'm trying to give them benefit of the doubt on this one. And I feel you. My question is, WWE is notorious for using uh, a name that is synonymous with the angle. So retribution, what are, I mean, if you just have people just put in there, just to be put in there to, to introduce them as part of a faction, and they're not retributing, for lack of a better term, it's like, what are you trying to, Resolve. What are you coming back from? What are you upset about? What are you trying to get penance for? What is it? Is it if 
the fact that you may be current NXT talent that hasn't been called up yet. But then you still, I don't still see the wrong of it because NXT right now, as we all know, is not the underbrand. It is nine out of ten times better performing than Raw and SmackDown. So it would have been better if it was the people that had got fired. That's that what I'm thinking back. it is. That's but what I'm they, thinking well, it is. Majority of the big ones have already signed with other promotions. Right, but it's the smaller was the smaller ones or the ones that were less used or the ones that never got a push or they just or they had just signed and they didn't get, get any play at all. That are like you know, kind of like, kind of like the situation with the Good Brothers. You know, they right. signed they signed a deal for five years, knowing that they were going to be taken care of with good money over these five years, and it didn't last ten months. So I can see I, if they hadn't signed already, I can see them as part of that group, you know, as like kind of like get back. Yeah, but I would have rather. I mean, Zach Ryder is somebody that definitely needs that. He, he deserves the retribution. Um, I wouldn't mind Shorty G being part of it, and that's how you get rid of the Shorty G part, because if you know that level no. of talent, Ray Mysterio no. wouldn't what would be a good one to put in there. Um. Uh. Uh. They ain't trying to pay Ray. They're not trying to pay Ray. So. Oh, they're gonna pay Ray. <laughs> they ain't gonna pay Ray. AEW is already talking and trying to get Ray Mysterio. Saying Tony Khan saying, "I got the money. If you want to come Wait. over, I got the money." Ray is only holding out because he wants to give Dominic a chance. Hence, why Dominic is in his match and just signed the contract. Because that's part of the conditions, allegedly, of Rey Mysterio re-signing. So if Dominic has his moment, he's good. Back up. You said I don't want to see Shorty G in anything. Well, no, no. Shorty G can wrestle. (laughs) That's kind of... No, that's kind of like... Think about Shelton Benjamin. Under certain circumstances, Shelton Benjamin is hot. When he was at a tag team with Charlie Haas... You couldn't argue that they weren't one of the best tag teams out there. They actually they just were. Couldn't, they just couldn't. He just can't talk. He's, that's not his forte. Shorty G can actually cut a good promo and no. can wrestle. No, Chad Gable can wrestle and cut a good promo. I don't know who the hell Shorty G is. Well, he'll drop the Shorty G. He shouldn't have never picked it up. But I agree with around, that. Yep. But hey. When it comes hey, down to any, anything take, take to get this. on TV, right? Yeah, that's that's what I was about to, to say. He, he wasn't being used. He wasn't being pushed. He hadn't really done anything since old boy left. Uh, the Kurt Angle's son. <laughs> so yeah. Jason uh, Jordan gonna, went in the he, back. He, he, right. So he 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 took that Shorty G moniker to get on television. If that's that was right. what's going to put him on TV, then now put give it to me. I'll do and, whatever I need to do is, with it. Is Jason Jordan never coming back? No, he's no. he's in the back. He's done. No, he's yeah. Done? yeah, yeah. He's like a producer or an agent. Yeah, he's something. a road agent now. He's in the back. Well, the knee injury was that bad, or he just chose not to come back. He probably both. just silently tapped out. Yeah, both. Damn, he he had, but he had it. He was like Maven with a little bit more in ring skill, but not enough mic. But you know, Maven was good on the mic, but Maven just needed a little bit more practice in the ring. But he was like, maybe it was just vanilla. That was his only problem. He was just vanilla. 
If you Maybe. put Maven against the Miz inside comparison, Maven was the better athlete, but the Miz was the better character. The Miz was Maven. a character established in real world <laughs> on Maven, MTV. Maven missed his spot when he threw out the Undertaker at the Royal Rumble. No, that was all part of it. He didn't miss his spot then because he, they, didn't Jordan, do, they didn't do they didn't do anything with it. They didn't do anything with that. Well, Think about it. You got to Maven didn't capitalize on it, right? That's and what I'm his saying. promos. So, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He, he didn't fought. He had the spotlight with the biggest star in WWE, and he didn't follow up on it. He didn't do what he needed to do with it. So yeah, yeah. that's just like that's just like when um that's just like when uh who was who was the who was the rapper that was on um unsung and he was like oh Kwame. He said, my career was over after Biggie said, uh, played out like uh, polka, polka dots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, I, I'm like, why didn't you get write a diss rap against Biggie? He might have killed you, that but was- at least that was a comeback. <laughs> you know, Kwame was, you know, it's all about getting only you, one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest records of all time was only you. I mean, that's one of the dance New Jack Swing joints. So, you know, that's my era. But he couldn't come back against Biggie. He went to the booth and he started producing. That's where he made his money at. Right so now, my point is, My point is, he said he gave up. He stopped, he stopped rapping because he felt that he was destroyed by that one line in Biggie's song. My point is, if Maven had a followed up in promos, uh, it talked to the talk to the writers or the producers and had him follow up behind that against the Undertaker or parlay that against something else to try to build up his career off of it. I mean, it, you only get you only get a few moments in wrestling to build to to build yourself up. John C- John Cena against Kurt Angle, ruthless aggression. Where did that well, take you? Well, that, that let's be honest, that was the machine that pushed that. That, right. that was just the that was that can, was the machine. The machine so, can push. As much that. as they want to give John Cena with ruthless aggression, John Cena at that point was vanilla as well. Right. He just, he just had that unofficial. Nobody's gonna say it. Vince McMahon, oh, you're gonna make this happen. This is what we're gonna do for you. See what you can do, kid. Type of thing. But Maven's problem was that unlike uh, you could also make him a strong comparison to The Rock, but The Rock had legacy. That's right. the only reason why he had that opportunity. Maven, coming off the, uh, the contest, was just an island of his own. He's a wrestler fan that won Tough Enough Season 1, and then, okay, we got the viewership. The show was great, but what do we do with this talent? Now, after we saw what happened after we got the Season 2 and things like that. We started getting better opportunities with Jamie Noble, Nydia, and, and other uh, people that came from Season 2. But Maven was, he was the, the, the prototype, pun intended, for John Cena. So with that, that was just on him. And I don't, maybe he just didn't have anybody that took him under their wing to say, this is what you need. Actually, he, he should have, won, went to FCW, spent time with Dusty. If NXT was there, Maven would be champion right now. He would be through the roof if NXT existed back then, but it didn't. So... It is what it is. I mean, he was just part of uh, the Attitude Era that was interesting, unique. He succeeded, and, you know, he could fall back on what he already was 
uh, which was a great career in teaching. I still think, you know, truthfully, he should go into the Hall of Fame for the reality wing of everything because uh, for what he contributed. Because you wouldn't have Miz and Maurice on TV if it wasn't for Maven. <laughs> we wouldn't have a, a lot NXT to some extent if we didn't have uh, Maven and, and Tough Enough. We wouldn't have had NXT on Raw and SmackDown. We wouldn't have had the Nexus. We wouldn't have a lot of things if Maven and, and the rest of that initial show had to put in work. We wouldn't have Velveteen Dream and, and other people who returned this week and stuff like that. So it's interesting. But like I said, I just want to get the payoff on the meaning of the word retribution. Uh, Ruby Riot also should have been a part of retribution. Okay, so speaking of Ruby Riot, and I know we need still need to talk about Raw Underground, but what was that crap last night using doubles for Ruby Riot and um, Liv Morgan? I, I don't, I don't understand that either. What was the purpose of that? I mean, if they're not there, they're not there. They just, I mean, if they want to fill a spot, I'm sure they could have brought in somebody else from NXT. I mean, it ain't like everybody's not there. <laughs> so, I mean. What was the point in using a double for those two and then get them, get them both eliminated up front, keeping yep. it back to the camera and all that crap? Mm -hmm. You knew it wasn't Ruby Riot because there was no tattoos. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. You're not supposed to know that, James. No, I'm hoping something comes of that. I'm hoping that they do something that, that they, something comes of that because that was just that was too much. That was just too much for not for them not to do that for a purpose. Well, okay. I, now, I I going, on, going on to Raw Underground, because I got a beef with them, too. Why are they using, first of all, why are they using Eddie Edwards' interest music on their show? <laughs> Second of all, why is this seven foot four, four hundred pound bastard grabbing the balls of a five six, hundred and fifty pound dude? Hey, he, he is he coming straight from prison? <laughs> Tapping towards in a Debo. Yeah, exactly. What's your name, Mordecai? <laughs> I, I wish I, like I said, I, I don't understand what we're supposed to get out of this. I mean, like KG was saying uh, last week, you know, they steal it from everybody. They're stealing from UFC. They're stealing from LMLW with the underground thing, or they're stealing from Lucha Underground with the, under, the underground thing. I mean, it's, 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 it's just crazy. They're stealing from under, Lucha Underground with the location. The, loca the way the location looks, it's almost like Lucha Underground. So, I mean, Minus they just the promos. everybody. I mean, yep. well, no, there's they don't need a promo because Shane is speaking through the whole shit. Yeah, but Lucha right. Underground's promos, promo. it, it was doggone near story. I mean, I just enjoy watching that sometimes more than the wrestling because they were just, those guys were just so compelling. And the women, like, dang, this is hardcore. It was directed by Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Come on, man. But that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. The only, the only thing that would make that better is having Quentin Tarantino in there, too. They could. They, they could. could. <laughs> <Ain't no none. laughs> 
they start quoting Bible verses. You know what's going on. Like, is that Sam? Like, oh, snap. It's about to go hardcore up in uh, Raw Underground. KG, you're quiet. Yeah, you're too quiet, now. man. I, I, know, I know either you sleep or you've been suppressing some thoughts on how you feel about Raw Underground Week 2. <laughs> it's it's hard to stomach. Let's just put it that way. It's very hard to stomach because, and you you right, James. They steal from everybody. They steal from us too. They steal from us heavily. Oh, they're about to steal know, from us again. You know that, right? Of course. But you know we can't. You know what about. I'm ta- you know what I'm talking about? What was that? that? Well, the the new scuttlebutt is that going forward potentially next week because they kind of. May mention to it on SmackDown. WWE has uh, uh, a standing agreement right now with the Amway Center in Florida. So they have that venue so they can do AEW-esque larger, you know, space, traditional WWE sets. They're already rolling up, uh, getting things together. A. B. Remember when a little person said, wouldn't it be cool if they had for WrestleMania monitors and stuff all around yep technically the and the nba did it uh and so right they did, the, but, they did with the bubble yeah yeah so now that is pretty much going to be happening in the wwe side of things now how that's going to work out if it's going to be you've got to buy tickets so that way you could be on camera uh or is it going to be my idea with just uh people skyping in whatever it is and it's just revolving so it's not somebody all the time that's from always what I on read, camera. From what I read, they're going to be putting up like an application on WWE.com. And they're going to be choosing who they allow to bring into those shows. on, on yeah. my, Who they're going to assign the monitors. So, yeah, they, they, they're going to pick and choose who they want, pretty much. Now, I'm, I'm quite sure the first couple is going to be uh, developmental talent just to get the feel because it's going to be NBA fans. You, you know what you're going to get. They're just sitting there. They're watching the game. They're going to dress up in uh, their uh, NBA fan uh, uh, memorabilia, whatever it may be. And then they're just the going to do that. And occasionally, player. yeah, and occasionally you'll have Lil Wayne show up. But um, uh, for WWE fans, because they're how passionate they are, where you're talking about, you know, you suck and, you know, FUs and, and all these other things that you hear in the crowd. It's going to be interesting to see how they're going to police that. So, yeah. But if we're not on it at some point, oh, it's going to be a misunderstanding of epic proportions. So make sure your camera's ready, boys. Uh, once those uh, applications or however they're going to do it come up, then, you know, we need to make sure we, we get our piece of the pie. But I just wanted to point that out there, that that is something that is coming to fruition that some little show that does podcasts on a weekly basis talked about a couple months ago, uh, being way before COVID and all that stuff hit, you know, and kind of sent a tweet to uh, Triple H&M. But, you know, that's what we do. We put ideas out there and they just take advantage of it and don't give us any tickets. Just saying. We're on the ground. Well, I got an idea. Uh-oh, make sure you uh, trademark and copyright it first. Well, no, it's a, just a, it's something we talked about 
last month. And we got a pay-per-view coming up next Sunday. We got a uh, SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. So this is what I was thinking. Technically, too, we have NXT uh, TakeOver 30. And that's on Saturday night, correct? Mm-hmm. And AEW Dynamite is Saturday at 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Oh. Or shortly after 6, depending on how the games are going. Depending on how, right, depending on when the game goes off. But, yeah. Well, that's supposed, to be, would... that's supposed to be a loaded Dynamite, too. So, yeah. Well, yeah, actually, I, I don't know. It's looking at what they had, not to cut you off again, KG, but looking at their uh, match lineup thus far for that, yeah, TakeOver is going to win that one. Of course. It's TakeOver. Yeah, but I, well, no, I know the last time, yeah, they shouldn't have called that TakeOver. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it, it's mostly just, you know, triple well, threat or fatal four-way and six-way. <laughs> yeah, they did. It was in your house, so it wasn't a TakeOver. TakeOver, really. right. <laughs> true that, true that. Touché. Go ahead, KG. I'm sorry. We didn't interrupt you three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit about it. But <laughs> So as I was what? saying, uh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, all the time, this is something that sideline junkies can do. And I, I've said it before. So if anybody does it before we do, have already done it. If you've already done it, fine. We'll give you credit for it. But if you haven't and you do it after you listen to this show, you son of a bitch, I want my money. But let's start doing watch parties on Facebook. Pay-per-views. We got the NBA playoffs, um, NHL playoffs. We got a little baseball, you know. Certain days we just do little watch parties and just basically put the human feel back into it where we're all just sitting around doing a watch party for well, something. Start it off with SummerSlam. We can, we can work it out. But the problem with that is SummerSlam's a pay-per-view, so we'd be violating some legal laws. No, no, yeah. no, no. Instead but, of us actual SummerSlam, we're all in the room on cam. And we're watching SummerSlam, but we're able to talk to each other, but SummerSlam's not on the screens. Right. Well, but, but, okay, so you've never read the disclaimer before a pay-per-view starts. <laughs> <laughs> it covers all of that. You can't show, you can't show anything on the show. You can't talk about the show. You can't put up video, pictures, or nothing. Not to that serious level. Now, you can have a, a couple little snippets here and there because the internet and social media and stuff like that is social media, but now the NBA finals and things like that or or any type of sport that's airing on network television, it's on network television. So you're not violating any laws because everybody has access to it for the most part, especially like the Super Bowl. We're all watching the Super Bowl and you're doing picture-in-picture we're all watching the Super Bowl because the, the commercials are still going to play. So the, the ads are still going to show and, and things like that. So those type of situations, yeah. But it's going to be a fine line on how to do something like that, even with Raw uh, and everything and SmackDown and AEW with them being on cable. It, it also can be a little interesting because if they're watching us on Facebook opposed to – so buying you know whatever cable provider get tnt then yeah so that could be a, a cease and desist email coming but there, there's some opportunities to uh to work something like that out to make it interesting we just got to find a happy medium that'll keep us clear so we may have to uh pay a legal team 
like 15 cents to help us out with that. Yeah, we have to call Steve to uh, get in touch with Jim Cornette to hook us up with season P. New. No. <laughs> and I mean, what if Bischoff always the controversy creates cash? Yeah, we got to have the cash for the, to be able to handle the package right. to the controversy. Right. <laughs> when I like Paul Heyman, where our dad is a lawyer or, or MJF. <laughs> yeah. Pull, follow me on this. Pull, pull my coat and follow me on this. Let's say we do. Do this. We do a, 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 a um a Facebook. Uh, what is it called? It's a Facebook uh room. Mm-hmm. Video right. room. Let's say right. we do that for something. WWE catches wind of it. Send us an email and tell us, hey, that's wrong. But we're not recording the footage. This is live reaction to fame. Now well, let's it's, say- it's recorded because you can rewatch it. I don't know if you can rewatch it. Yeah, you can because I have I have friends who use um I have friends who have a podcast who use Zoom and they can connect their Zoom to Facebook Watch or Facebook Live and their and and their uh, podcast comes up on their uh, page when they're done. Okay, all right. You can well, we'll, we'll play around with KG. Yes, we can play around with it. Now, as far as um, the party, as we're trying as to party, save you from getting us in trouble. Talking about me right. trying to get us in <laughs> legal trouble. Far yeah, I got a job. As far as the party room is concerned, you can only get eight people on that party room. But see, that's the point. We get the email of cease and desist. We share the email. Oh, man, WWE picking on those guys. Controversy has created more cash. You understand what I'm saying? Are oh, you trying to really get us in trouble? Now we oh, slander. <laughs> well, well, well. Uh, I have to uh, call pull your collar, Mister Rodriguez, because it was a few months back where you suggested the same exact thing, and I was trying to deter you from that. What I'd suggest. You, we were talking about something, and you said, "Well, and you said the same thing. Controversy brings uh, viewers, or whatever." And you said, "Yeah, we get a cease and desist order, and you know that'll that'll bring out, and we put it out there that we got a cease and desist." He, you, he, he's saying the exact same thing you were saying about that subject in a previous show. And I, I was trying to allegedly <laughs> no, <laughs> say allegedly. <laughs> Where do you think I learned this from? Well, I don't know. I don't I know. I learned my own watching you. Hey man, I know when you're home and when you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's just the thought. We can kick it around. We got a week. We got a week in a day. So we'll kick it around. We'll figure out how. To, but honestly, I, I want to connect with our listeners. I want to connect with other wrestling fans. I want to start casting the net so they know how full, how big of a force the WrestleManiacs, sideline junkies, is in this game. And I'm saying this on air. And no, I'm not high. But so it, the, it, the legal issues of, uh, of one KG, the big guy, are not those as represented by the WrestleManiacs, the sideline junkies. He is an island of one. Oh, here we go. Well, you know what? If it's going to be any legal issue, 
WWE come after me. I don't have a problem. Come after me. No, oh, yeah. They need to go after you and be like, you know what? We're going to go ahead and take that belt away from you. And they were like, oh, shit, he ain't got one. See, here we go. You know what? That's that cool. <laughs> take his daughter's belt. You know they just released a uh, a China commemorative edition, right? I'll, I'll, I'll need to get that. But that's still that bullshit that I'm going to call Johnny Copper. Okay? Well, if he answered the phone, then by all means, we're covered. You probably have a better opportunity of talking to OJ. But uh, if Cocker answers the phone and says, if they watch the show, you got to let them go. <laughs> Smooth Johnny Cochran. So uh, any other comments about Raw Underground as uh, you try to put us underground with all the legal actions that's going to be taken on us? Nope, I'm good with Raw Underground. Just do better. All right, thank you. Thank you, sir. So our final segment of the day, it's just going to be a, a quick covering of what we're calling some of the best storylines from this past week. And it involves two people in some instances and other instances. It involves a plus one. So, James, tell me what your thoughts are and your feelings on the first two plus one. That being the storyline involving uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks with the plus one of Oscar. Uh, I kind of see what they're doing, trying to, you know, putting it out there that Oscar could be the double champion or whatever, you know, trying to perpetuate this, you know, double champion thing. Uh, I can see her winning one, but not both. I would prefer she win neither because I like the golden role models the way they are. I want to see that going for a little while longer. But if she did have to win one, I would say go, get, go after Sasha. That brings Oscar to the SmackDown. And then have, Oscar, have, have uh, Sasha end up doing what they were supposed to do in the first place, turning on Bailey, and then have Bailey, Bailey go at it. So I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes. But I don't see Oscar being a double champion coming out of SummerSlam. Okay. All right, fair enough. KG, you have any thoughts? I seen something, uh, I think it was yesterday, that said that the way Oscar's going right now is basically like when they hurt Kyrie Sane, that was the equivalent of messing with John Wick's dog. And you know how John Wick's dog. Oh, God bless. <laughs> That's the best. Me too. Could, Me That's too. That's the best analogy you could get. Me but too. Really? Me Let's, too. I'm me too in that. She's and I'm, like, too, and I'm not me too in you, KG. I'm me too in whoever you got that from. Me too. <laughs> no, I'm you need to be too KG because he the one that said it on air. No, but no, he's actually quoting somebody, so I'm not gonna I'm not this, gonna put it on him, even though really? he repeated. So if the person next to you says white power and you say white power, doesn't that make you equally as guilty? Well, I'm say that. <laughs> Listen to this. I, I, you got to understand where they're coming from. You 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 hurt Oscar's best friend. That sounds better. That sounds better. Right. But see, you you listen to the animal. John Wick's dog was his best friend. Oh my God! Are we going? Leave the dog out of you. Calling the girl a dog. <laughs> 
You can't oh, compare. Compare to a oh dog. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm gonna save you from yourself oh. again. Jesus! <laughs> Jesus! All the movies where the best friend has got injured. Hell, you could go all the way back to some kung fu. Remember when you killed my teacher? You know something, but God. Tyree Sane's her best friend. You heard her best friend she already run through this division like, like that. Shoot. I mean, and, even on Phineas and Ferb, Professor Doofenshmirtz had a backstory that involved a train. Oh, a train. God. You could have did that. Nope. You had to call the girl a dog. I'm not calling anybody a freaking dog. God. Man. Uh, you have to talk to the boss about this episode. Nah, nah, that's all on you. You're gonna be, you, you gonna get, you're gonna be the ruler <laughs> on the fist again. Hey, yes. <laughs> that's all on you, man. Ain't hey, nobody even primed the pump, segued you into it, put you into a corner. We weren't even on Keanu Reeves, and you just went ahead and brought that up. All right, wait, how about this? How about this? How about this? Just don't give me no gun. You already know what I'm gonna do. Don't give me no gun. Just, just, just don't give me shit. Don't, don't, don't give me. Oh no, you bought you gonna get the next question. Oh, and it better not have any animals in it. Him and him feelings now. Oh, he mad. Cause he oh, did it to himself. Big, called big that girl AJ. a dog. A little mad. All she wanna do is go to her husband and you over here and called her a dog. All right. <laughs> God damn. Anybody, I was saying what I saw online. Man, so, next question. Next yeah, question. Let, let, let's go ahead, because you know what I'm saying. When you shoveling <laughs> crap, you, you can't smell the crap that you're shoveling, so, you know, we smell it. Next question. I don't know. I'm trying to wash all that crap off. Give me a second. <laughs> you act like that if Larry Bird was black, he'd just be another run-of-the-mill player. Are you going from that to racism? <laughs> <laughs> Your analogies are not helping right now. I'm digging me a hole. God. I'm uh. digging me a hole. <laughs> oh, man. White okay. was black. But I was joking, but I mean, if, if you familiar with basketball, you know where that came from. And that's what Isaiah Thomas said. Oh, man. So. Larry's not white. Larry's clear. We just, we just going to stop you right there and, and, and reel you in. Next question. Yes, please. Before, because uh, I'd hate to see a man hang himself. So, yeah. for you, Hangman Page. See, I was going to say something, but I ain't even going to get my wife involved with this. So, let's just keep going. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to. For you, Hangman Page, you're two plus one. Braun Strowman and The Fiend, and the plus is Alexa Bliss. Ooh, I love it. Yeah, I, I knew it. he liked that one. <laughs> he used to talk about I, his girl. I, I love the way it's going because I just, in the end, I can already, I kind of see where it's going to go. No matter how close of a friendship Alexa Bliss has with Braun Strowman, baby, that's done. She's about to get converted. It's about to be over. Even though that was supposed to be Liv Morgan's vehicle. It's all right, Alexa Bliss is in it. We'll find something to live home. Like, oh, it's going to be over. Oh, it's going to be so good. Now, that has me glued to the TV. 
because I want to see what happened and I want to watch the replay. Then I want to see what everybody has to say. And, and everybody's loving it. This is going over very, very well. Plus, Braun is in a long title run. So, you know, it's working out on both sides for me. Because how long have I been saying Braun needs a title run where he doesn't get injured? He doesn't take very much risk. This is the best thing that ever happened because now he has a long title run. So, yeah, I'm, I'm loving this. This is by far right now probably the best storyline on WWE TV. Okay. That's the best way to wrap that up and keep yourself clean and safe. Thank you, because that could have been a whole damn train wreck if you wasn't already you under the train. So I... It's not your turn. Don't you say nothing. It's not your turn. <laughs> End it right there before you say something else. <laughs> now, the next, this is just a two. No, no plus one, technically, since we're going into SummerSlam. There could be a plus in there, depending on how the storyline may play out in the finish. But for you, James, Seth, Rollins, and Dominic. Dominic has signed with the WWE. He has signed the contract on TV to face Seth Rollins, and he has already paid his first dues via the kendo stick and the whelps on his back. Now you could go ahead and tell us what you think about uh, this upfront legacy into the WWE and how he's getting ushered into, uh, for Mark Henry purposes, the Hall of Pain. He, he took a nice little beating with them kendo sticks. Now, I, I had to give it to him. You know, that's a tough little dude. Uh, uh, especially those after pictures with all those welts and bruises and whatnot. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, I see them going probably a good 15, 20 minutes. I see it pretty much like Seth Rollins pretty much slinging him around a little bit, you know, the whole time. But I could actually see him, I could actually see Dominic getting the win. You think Ray's going to be involved? Ray could be involved in some way. But I could actually see Dominic getting the win, you know, and it would it would benefit the storyline to extend it for him to get the win. So, okay, so if Ray doesn't come in, It'll be uh, what's old boy's name? I can't think of his name right now. The, uh, 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 you talking uh, about uh, with Seth Rollins? No, no, no. The the guy, the other guy, uh, Alberto. Yeah, Alberto Carrillo. Yeah, I can see one of them coming into the match at some point, and helping out Dominic, and helping Dominic get the, get like the fluke win with a roll up or a sunset flip or something crazy. You know, some basic. Move. I'd, I'd like to see a Hurricane Rana. You know, why not? It, it, it could happen. It could happen. But like I said, I can, see, I can see Dominic get the Duke on that. I, I, I agree with that. Well, we'll still got to do our picks, but I agree with that. But here's my question for both of you guys. How would you feel if Dominic came out wearing a Mysterio mask? Oh, he would do it in homage of his father, but I don't think he would wrestle in it. You know, he would come out. He would come out in his own version of the mask. 
What if he did, though, and then had the full body suit? I, if there's anything I would say he would wear or he should wear would be that a version of that purple um, skeleton um, suit that uh, Ray wore when he wrestled Eddie Guerrero at Halloween Havoc, which is arguably one of the best matches of Ray Mysterio's career and Eddie Guerrero's career. So that would be a great way to pay homage to Ray Mysterio's uh, legacy, to pay homage to the uh, angle that he had with Eddie when Dominic was involved as a kid. So, I mean, that would be just a, a great callback moment. And to have that and to wrestle in the mask, because he has to go mask at some point. Uh, we see him now, but that would be the time to mask up. And because they keep calling Dominic Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio. But, you know, if he gets the win and Ray retires, then they could say, hey, I'm, I'm passing this on to you, son. You will now be Ray Mysterio three. <laughs> yeah, Ray Mysterio the third or Ray Mysterio three. Yeah. Something like that. I, I don't know. Or just Rey Mysterio. No. No, he what couldn't he... do that. He couldn't do that. The only the only reason he dropped the junior when DC when he was in ECW or WCW, which one one of the two, was because his uncle gave him the blessing to. Because he was Rey Mysterio Jr. for a long, long time. Yeah. So But Ray can give the blessing, but it's just a problem that you go from junior to the third. So he could go. I don't know how you would do Ray Mysterio now with you know Ray retiring. So it'd be I don't know. They they could figure he, that out. But or he could be or he could be um, El Ijo de Ray El El Ijo de Mysterio or El Ijo de Ray Mysterio. But that'd be you know WWE is all about short names. It has to be you know. Uh, yeah, quick, that's true. That's true. a that's quick true. Uh, pronunciation. I know they already stretching it with El Hijo del Fantasma. <laughs> They're stretching well, the hell they out got, of that one. They got they oh, got sorry, rid they of got that all. They gave them a brand new name, so it's not even that. No, no, but the the, the group is Legado uh, del Fantasma, or something. Like that. Right. So that's, that's still a lot. That's the group name, but it's not his name anymore. So yeah. yeah. So I mean, we'll we'll see. Well, he could just be called Mysterio. Maybe you know that, they, that, that like would work. one word. They like giving one word names, so yeah, that that works. Yeah, yeah. So because you kind of like on the, uh, the flip side, uh, on um, the TNA side with uh, suicide. So yeah, he could just be Mysterio, and it'll be um, the same type of mask almost, and it could be in a bodysuit because he's got slim shape. So we can see the the six one nine, the West Coast pop, and, and things like that. Uh, he, he got a decent frog splash. I've seen him do some in training. So, yeah, I'd be cool with it. But I was just curious to see how you guys would feel about him donning the mask. Because having him wrestle as Dominic or R Dominic Mysterio, it just doesn't feel right. That, that's the legacy that needs to be passed down from mask to mask. But just in reverse, because so we've seen him without the mask. So it's kind of weird. but. I don't see why not. But I would want them, if, if they're going to do that with the mask, I would want them to. I would actually want to see Ray pass the mask to him. I mean, you could see that on SummerSlam. He could be there and and in the back and say, "Dad, I got this." You stay in the back. Don't come out. He say, "Well, here, son, I got something for you." 
and he opens up a briefcase and it's a mask for Dominic. I had this made for you. For your legacy, for me a familia. You know. You know, make him cry and stuff like that. You know how it is. And then I wouldn't mind him coming out to his old WCW music too. Where he just keeps saying Hurricane Rana. Uh, if he comes out to that, that'd be dope. Well, well I don't think he should wrestle in the in wrestle wrestling in the mask, period. I think that isn't to to, to Don a mask, that's a an honor of a luchador. And that honor has to be bestowed upon you, correct? By a luchador. Okay, so he's getting uh, if, if his dad passes it to him. Then what is he? What are we missing? He's been training. Yeah, he's been putting in, putting in as everything. a luchador. So I mean, he. It's not like just because we haven't seen him doesn't mean he hasn't been putting in that work. So Dominic plus, has been putting in the work on the back end. He just hasn't been WWE shown. Plus, he's the son of a mass wrestler, so it'd be like legacy. Yeah, he would. He would automatically be in, but for him, but it would need. Like I said, it would need to come from Ray to him, not just him. Don in a mask and saying, "Yeah, I'm right." Ray, Ray Mysterio is my daddy, you know that type yeah. of thing. Because you know, since they're doing it in reverse and him not being introduced as the mask wrestler and then removing the mask, we already know what he looks like. And then he's donning the mask. But if he wrestles without the mask, I mean, let's be honest, him and Humberto Carrillo kind of look pretty similar, and that would be an issue with the WWE with branding. I mean, think, look at how many. Uh, women wrestlers have blonde hair and and all that stuff, and they're like, you kind of look like Charlotte. You kind of look like this person. Oh, you know, you got to get a hair color change because you can't have two people looking similar because then they could get that's going to mess up merchandising. Speaking of like Rhea Ripley, yep, Dana like Brooke. Rhea Ripley, yeah. Rhea Ripley just changed you... back to blonde because you know mm-hmm. Charlotte's going to be out for a while. What were you saying, KG? No, I, I said Dana. I'm just saying Dana Brooke. I mean, that's one because Dana Brooke, uh, when Lana was blonde, then you got Liv Morgan who was blonde. When she went blonde from the pink, and I, I, I preferred it with that pink. But well, cause she couldn't do it because Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss was already doing the uh, um, the, the Harley Quinn gimmick. Right. But no, when she had pink, I, I, I'll find a picture. It's, uh, it's been in my Instagram story about seven, eight times. You know, every Wednesday. That's my woman crush Wednesday. But um, it's a pic of her with pink hair. That and it was the shade of pink that she used. It was it worked for. Her. But I, I can see what you're saying. It it would work because of the similarity between him and Umberto Carrillo. But damn, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm gonna say. Uh, it's gonna take me a, no, a day. That's all right. I mean, we, we'll see what happens at SummerSlam. I just was curious to see how you felt because that'd be a good litmus test on how uh, the WWE universe would feel about him wearing the mask. Will become. I mean, they layered a foundation with the uh, the last name Mysterio because it sounds weird just saying it, but that's the only way to link him to Ray. So the foundation is there. If Ray decides to retire, go into the Hall of Fame, then. Dominic could take over and then transition. Or they could both be a Mysterio. It could just be one is Mysterio and one is Rey Mysterio. 
and then that that's how you would disseminate the difference. So we'll just have to see, but um, anything can happen as they're kind of billing this uh, SummerSlam anyway. So moving on, we've got another two plus one, and this is for you, James. Especially no, KG, I did the last one. No, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I apologize, KG. Uh, this being coming off the heels of what happened on Monday, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and the former plus one of the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. <laughs> this has got to be the number two hottest storyline on WWTV. Now, that whole thing from uh, Monday, the nut shot, I, I, I was shocked that he did it. I thought he was just going to really show uh, uh, just <laughs> grace and mercy to Ric Flair for everything that he's done. <clears throat> but them turning the lights out for, for Ric Flair to get kicked in the head, I appreciate that. Thank you. Really yeah, I good. did too. I did too. Because I was about to be real mad. Well, but they, yeah. they took they like took that. too long with it, because Flair was in a position to get the punt, and he was trying to sell it, but it was too long of a time period, in my opinion, before the lights went out. No, it was almost like it was almost like Shawn Michaels. You know, I'm sorry, I love you. That's the way I took it. It was well, long, uh, but it was it was Rand Randy it was didn't say anything long. at that point. He was well, I know going his gear. Up, so yeah. Right, but I was just saying that's it's like that moment, you know, where Shawn Michaels hesitated, waited for him to get up. Flair's like, come on, give it to me, give it to me. And he's like, I'm sorry, I love you. And then he kicks him. But well, it's the same thing. You know, he backs up into the punt. He's like, Should I, shouldn't I? Well, you know, that's where the that should have happened. Then you know, and then all went of a sudden, up to Flair. And then spoke in his ear, and and he sort of did everything he did with Edge, where it's it's your fault. It's I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And then as Flair's, you know, he'd have fell down, and he would have picked Flair up into the position. And then you're making me do this, and then do the punt. So that way it becomes it just draws you in a little bit more. To me, it just it's that that dead moment right there was like, oh, this is too long of a a moment for something. Could it be? You know, they're waiting for the production cue to be like, okay, get ready. Or what? it just seemed like something from a production standpoint was just too long or not ready or whatever. I don't know. Plus That's the they only tied, thing that hurt me. Plus, they tied it. The reason they waited so long was because they tied it into the retribution thing because the lights actually blinked first before yeah. lights went out. Yeah. No, I was, I'm, I was cool with that. It was just that that moment was kind of long. But I, I agree. I like the... Uh, the lights out for the, the punt for Flair. And Flair, after the punt, sold that phenomenally. Touch, pinch my side, make sure I can feel. Uh, hold my hand. I mean, all those things was, you know, pretty much from remembrance for Ric Flair. Probably after that uh, airplane incident and, you know, him just channeling that, all that and how he felt. So Flair sold that perfectly. Probably the best after punt anybody has ever sold, in my opinion, without a bunch of blood and everything else. I mean, you. Be I believe that Flair was really injured, the way he was selling it. But and that take, and that takes him out for a while, you know. Yeah, for COVID. Until the, ne so. the next time for COVID and everything. So. Well, until Charlotte comes back, I think he'll probably reemerge with Charlotte, because if she was there, it'd have been awesome if she would have ran down and really yelled at Randy, and Randy would have RKO'd her. That would have been the the real 
icing on a cake because the delay on how long it took for Drew McIntyre to come down and then start selling the, you know, the Randy, your despicable moment. It was a little too long. Drew should have been the first one out and then everybody else. But my question to you guys is, did you agree with the promo of Flair being a liability? Not so much in the match with Kevin Owens, because, you know, he's going to have to have a match at some point leading up to to, to continue to build heat. So we know that. So somebody was going to have to get the L. But do you agree with what he was saying that Flair was a liability in reference to how much Randy cares about him? And we all know that. If you're going to do despicable things, the last thing you need, a.k.a. what we see with Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss, is somebody that's going to be a liability that they could use to get back at you. So, what do you guys think? Do you agree with that, or you you don't think Flair's a liability? You tell me. Go ahead, KG. I don't think think he's a liability. I mean, I love the way they're they're building it up, but I would give my left leg and my right arm to have Flair in my corner because of how I care about Flair. I never see that as a liability. I mean, if you need somebody to get you through a tough match, to have in your corner pumping you up, it would be one Ric Flair. But I don't know. I don't agree. But you do what you got to do to psych yourself up. And maybe that's going because here it is, early pick. Drew McIntyre will go down to the Apex Prep. And I'm willing well, to I'm willing to bet the people choice Don Rodriguez whole entire paycheck next week. Wow. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I think it would diminish Randy Orton if he lost this match. Because you can't have this level of heat, lose the match, and then where you go from there. Because right now, Drew McIntyre, there's nobody else on Raw, in my opinion, uh, that is the cream of the crop, the highest you could get, not just because he's champion, but for push and everything else, Drew's that guy. So, uh, you know, we don't have Roman, so Drew's that guy. There's nobody else. You know what? You have Drew lose it on Sunday and get it back. On payback the week, the week after? Mm-hmm. Get it right back. I mean, it's just it's a, it'll be a short reign, but it still counts as a reign nonetheless. It can be a forty-five second reign, still going in the record books as you were champion. Well, I see the I see it I see it like this. You know, he said in his promo, you know, I wouldn't be in this Kevin Owens match if it wasn't for you and your ego. You know, he said he was like, yeah, I could have possibly gotten hurt or forget and lost my lost my opportunity wrestling against Kevin Owens. I mean, I don't see them using, I don't see him getting rid of Flair as a uh, bargaining chip, but get with somebody else like, you know, yeah, I'm I'm getting ready to hurt, I'm getting ready, I'm going to hurt Flair, and then uh, because he wouldn't be affected by Flair getting hurt, because he's a heel. You know, Flair gets hurt, oh well. You know, if he dies, he dies. But, you know, I don't I, I kind of see where Randy was going with it because he was like, yeah, you're a liability to me because you're putting me into unnecessary positions because of your ego. You know, so I can I can see that. And if and even if he loses, it just builds up 
that storyline against him and Drew, you know, because it, it's really just getting started. So they've probably got two, three more matches before this even finishes up, if then. So, you know, if he loses, so if he loses at SummerSlam, I mean, it's just building on that storyline. If he wins, it almost kind of ends it because. Well, no, you can Drew, still. It, it's not going to be a clean finish. Something. Oh gonna no, it's happen, not going to be clean. But it's not going to be clean uh, at all. I, it, you need it to not be a clean finish. So that way the storyline continues. Because if you're having a pay-per-view immediately after you just had a pay-per-view, which is arguably a rare thing in uh, sports entertainment, the pay-per-view to pay-per-view, not a part one, part two, but two separate pay-per-views back-to-back, they've never done that to the best of my recollection. So they're reactionary trying to do anything possible to keep the viewership uh, in-house opposed to creeping over to AEW. So they're, I think, doing, they're doing that because of the big weekend Saturday. That's yeah. what they're doing. They're trying to compete against Saturday. You got AEW doing their thing, you know, and so they, they, and, and uh, they follow, they're just following that payback up with um, uh, um, TakeOver, which is what they usually do. They always right. have a pay-per-view after TakeOver. So it is they're just being consistent in that case. Well, I was consistent, just close. Yeah, I mean, but, it's uh, close, but I'm talking about consistency as being them having a takeover and a face review back-to-back yeah. Saturday right. and Sunday. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But I will say this, just to give perspective, and the fact that how close uh, to the vest that Flair is to Randy Orton, if you look at the opposite side of the spectrum from a heel in the, in the same elk of, of of hatred, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy gets injured. Seth's like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> like, you did what I need you to do. You got hurt. Okay, whatever. I'm still Seth freaking Rollins. I'm still the Monday Night Messiah, and we just keep moving on. That Randy Orton can't do if he's got to defend Flair's honor, and then he catches an L because Flair's out there, and Flair could get injured or whatever, and how much he cares about Ric Flair. So I would agree Flair would be a liability, and you need to cut that tie so that way you could be free. Free to go to the next level and evolve as a character and become champion and then be able to handle the next feud. Because Drew needs to take the L, and then potentially we'll have to see how that feeling is the next person or the first person for Randy to go up against would be Roman Reigns. If it's not, you know, uh, Drew McIntyre for payback. But if depending on how, you know, Roman feels about that, that I think would be the next evolution. So that way that gives Drew McIntyre a break and he can come back. Uh, he can get punted, whatever. And that gives Roman the opportunity to come in and start building himself back up. That's kind of that's what I would do, if pending Roman can do it. So, I believe this is going back in the uh, sumo direction. We got a uh, two, no plus one, and that being the feud that is booming between MJF. 
and John Moxley in AEW. What you got, I James? See, I see what they're doing with the presidential thing with MJF. I mean, it's cute. You know, dictator John and dictator Moxley or whatever, you know. Uh, I just need to see them wrestle because I think it's going to be a good. I think it's going to be a good match between the two of them. I would hate for, even though it's going to happen, I'd hate for Wardlow to get involved because I want to see him one on one straight up. I'd like to see there be a some sort of a DQ or something, but yet it, it culminates with. Uh, Mox having to wrestle a traditional match, not in that you know hard smash mouth style and and everything else that he's doing with that character, but something closer so that way it would be like a stipulation that MJF would pick and you have to wrestle to level the playing field and to continue to build heat. Because as much as I love Chris Jericho, Jericho is the reason why you watch AEW, but MJF is the number one heel. In my opinion, in, in AEW, you guys can let me know how you feel about that statement no, if I, I'm wrong. I agree that MJF is the number one heel, and I do believe that he will win the title. Because, as I said earlier in the first segment, you got John Moxley having to defend his United IWGP US title here in the near future. So I think he's got him. He's got some commitments that he has to deal with as far as New Japan and being that they have all these shows that they're going to be doing um, stateside. You know, he's going to have to fulfill his commitment with them. So I don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to let him go. But so long without being on television or or having that belt uh, dealing over there, they just put it on MJF for a while, let him run with it. And then when he comes back and gets the belt back or contends for the belt. So I kind of see MJF winning this title at All Out. Okay. What about you, KG? Microwaving? No. Uh, I have a little headphone issue, but um, uh, I'll give you Jericho best. Uh, best heel in, in, in AEW. I mean, it's nothing... I mean, nobody else is over there right now that's as good as him. I mean, he's... I Right now, in all aspects of wrestling, I think Jericho's top dog across the board. I agree. I think so, MJF is the best heel in wrestling, period. I don't know about that. Because That's my opinion. Randy, I mean, he is MJF he is nineteen eighties heel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, he, but he's Randy taking, Orton, he's bringing back he's bringing back heels of old right now. I mean, you know, is. so. But you're, you're appreciating <clears throat> the heel, but Randy Orton is invoking the emotion. That that old. I mean, if you talk about old school, Randy is where you, people are going to meet you outside because they want a piece of you that level, or you got to run out with security or you got to duck and be covered up and, you know, go out a different way because people are looking for you level. 
MJF that, that's the, not doing that? Not, not to that emotional level, no. MJF, I enjoy watching him. I enjoy what he's doing, but I don't have that emotional level to the point to where, you know, you said you was happy that they turned the lights off. True. That's what I'm talking about. You like watching MJF to see what he's going on? Like, oh, man, that was cool. He really did it. He's a great heel, but you would have ride in the streets. Like, how you, you know, if that would have happened to Nate and you was watching it live at, uh, you know, whatever arena or that you're in, wherever it may be, if it was live. That level of emotion, that's lightning in a bottle. Once you have it, you either curate it or you waste it. And right now, they are taking their time, slow building, pulling it together, taking it where it needs to go. If he wins the championship, he moves on, and then we can we can go from several different angles. Hell, even Edge can come back and potentially have a match where he becomes champion again uh, or something. I mean, there's so many different ways you can slide people in and out to, to have a program with Randy as a champion. It's through the roof. And if anybody should break Flair's record, I agree. Why couldn't it be Randy Orton? Triple H is done, so his time is out. There's nobody else that's close enough that is still uh, a good worker and, and, and can perform at a high level. The only other person would be AJ Styles, but they're not, you know, he doesn't have the longevity to get all the way up there with that many matches at this point and to win that many titles and lose that many titles to, um, to hit 17. But Randy is right around the corner. And if anybody deserves that accolade, it, I, I agree it would be Randy because uh, Cena doesn't need it. He's rich. <laughs> he doesn't need it. Do you really want to be a 17-time champion? Well, you still that not. Means you, that means you lost it 16 times. Yeah. But at the same but, time, he's I've, not I've really, it, he's not really this, breaking the record. With other people. He's I've not had really breaking with other people. Would you rather be... Would you rather be Ric Flair, sixteen-time champion, or would you rather be Bruno San Martino at two? Well, it's the different eras, but you still got to look just at saying, how. But long. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just. I'd I'm rather, not even talking I'd about rather be Ric Flair because of the longevity in between wins and losses on a lot of those. I mean, 365 days before he loses. Then you win it back, and you're another 365 days. Yeah, that's dominance. That's not just okay. Boy, I won it. I won it on Monday. Next, well, a month from now, I lost it, and then I won it back because of a fluke or a swerve two Mondays after I lost it. And then you know, you, you just champion. We remember how we WWE used to be. You win a belt, lose a belt, win a belt, lose a belt, win a belt, lose a belt, because all these rematches and all this other stuff. So okay. I'd rather be the but, nature but, boy with that longevity. But but check out my scenario, though. I said a 16-time champion Ric Flair or a two-time champion Bruno San Martino. Bruno San Martino held the belt for, what, 12 years? Yeah. But the level of competition, no slight to folks of that era and how much... But see, him, but I'm not talking about eras. I'm not, I'm not even just, talking about eras. I'm talking about current time. Would you rather be a two-time champion that held it twice over a 12-year period? Under current, under current now, I would rather be Ric Flair because the attention span of the millennials and stuff, it, you would just you would have Roman Reigns me. 
we're just keeping a belt on them, keeping a belt on them, keeping a belt on them. And people who get sour and matter and matter and matter under current times, yeah. They, you, they, if you would have got shot, they'd be like, well, did he lose the belt when he got shot? No, damn it, who cares? You, they would have just buried the talent under current circumstances and the way things are. Back then, Bruno was, you know, like Rocky Balboa. You better not ever lose that belt, Rocky. We're here with you. We're going to ride the streets. We're running up and down with you to go up to uh, run up those steps, Rocky. We want to be at your statue. We want this. We want that. You know, Rocky, Rocky. That's that's that era. Eye the tiger. That's that era. <laughs> this the era only place is Ric Flair drip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, man, how many, how many fresh uh, – Fresh tracks you to drop this week, like fifteen. All right, cool. I'm down with that. The attention span just isn't there. So to to stay relevant, yeah. Like they can do a, a year's run with Bailey because she's you know deserved it, she's earned it. But yeah, she's gonna have to lose the belt, and that's where we're at now. And then she can get the belt back and do another year's run. But no, nobody's running three, four years. You know, Adam Cole, he lost. He his, his time had to be broken. So it's a year is pretty much the breaking point of tolerance. Once you start crossing over that, then yeah, we've had an issue under current time. So that's my rebuttal to answer your question there, Con, sir. Okay. And could last but imagine, not, I'm sorry. Go could ahead. you imagine? Could you imagine Ric Flair cutting a 1986 promo off of the WAP video? Oh God. <laughs> Actually, I would have loved to see Ric Flair cut a, a promo standing next to uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot <laughs> when Baby got backdropped. If Ric Flair was in that video, can you imagine? With the long blonde hair, that would have been hilarious. He probably would have sold a bunch more CDs too, but that's a whole different story. So KG, you got the last storyline that we're going to discuss of the night and i figured this would be great for you to sink your teeth into it's all about monday night and the hurt business M- uh mvp your boy bobby lashley and shelton benjamin go <sighs> If they ain't on Raw Underground taking this thing to the next level like they should be, especially with Bobby Lashley and actually some good shoot fighting on Raw Underground, it's good. But just thought of adding some more pieces. It's time. It's time to start recruiting. But outside of that, they could take over Raw Underground and run the damn show and build it. Build a stable down there. And then move to raw main roster and just kick everybody's ass. Are you happy with Shelton and uh, Bobby being part of it? Or would you substitute somebody? No. Or would you just add on two and kind of make a uh, New Age Nation a domination? No. I I would add on to it. That's the only thing I would do. I would add on to it. Make New Age Nation a domination. Male or female? I'm going to say female, and it's got to be Bianca Belair. I think she would overshadow both of them. 
Well, who, and both I, of would, them, I would put both Bianca of them, in there. I mean uh, MVP and Bobby Lashley because Shelton isn't really talking that much. So <laughs> I, I would have to I would have to say her and Naomi because I would love to see her and Naomi as a tag. Now Naomi would be great in the hurt business, right? But how would say. that work with the Usos? What that that could put the Usos in matches with the hurt business because of like, yo man. Why is my wife running with you? And he, and MVP's like, because uh, you've been gone. She wanted to be with the group that was tight, and we went ahead and handled that. You got a problem? Go talk to Shelton and Bobby. And, and they could play that up. I could see that happening. So Naomi will be great. Uh, or they can, you know, be a little, uh, you know, politically correct and put – Liv Morgan in there or somebody. Liv Morgan. Uh, uh, Actually, no. Dana Brooke. <laughs> I'll give you Dana Brooke. But I'm, I'm, of course I'm happy with Shelton Benjamin because of him not getting much. He, he's like almost the male version of Natalia. Every everybody for the group, but who's the group for? Basically, you know, everybody for WWE, but who's WWE for? That that's Shelton Benjamin. He should and he I, should uh, take Canyon's uh, old gimmick. Who's better than Shelton? Nobody. Well, Brian yeah. Cage had Brian Cage is taking that one. Oh my god! <clears throat> Can't have nothing around here by always taking gimmicks. <laughs> Brian Cage is using that one. But I'm. It's just. Yeah, so those three. Are, those three good. Those three are good together because they got. They all have history together. You know, uh, MVP and Lashley were together in TNA. Mm-hmm. MVP and Sheldon were together in Japan. <clears throat> so they all got history together. So and you know, Shelton. Shelton's probably down with Lashley through Braun. Oh, not Braun, but Brock Lesnar. No, because they were buddies and in, high and in college buddies and whatnot. So, yeah, Brock used to stay on his sofa. Yeah, right. But you know, I just so certain people like uh, I think once they have something to sink their teeth into, and they have that buffer, they just need something to get them over the hump. And I've been a, a fan of Shelton Benjamin for a long time. As, as probably you guys have as well. But I just want him to have that right scenario to get the right promo. Because the stuff he has on Twitter with um, uh, the HBIC is, is, you know, liquid gold. And, you know, I don't know. Just bring back Thea Vidal. I want to see his mama. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, that, ladies and gents, is some of the best storylines of this past week. We'll see what happens over the course of this upcoming week because, uh, as we mentioned, this is the go-home shows going towards SummerSlam. AEW is setting up their go-home shows as well towards their Saturday Dynamite. And then everything uh, that's not happening at SummerSlam 
will be working its way through TakeOver 30 and Payback. So that'll be a whole other interesting situation. So we've got some uh, interesting uh, days ahead, and we'll see how all this plays out. And naturally, without any equivocation, we're going to be watching to be able to talk about it and let you guys and gals know how much of an agreement we are with the finishes and the situations, or if it's just a hot mess. Because I have a sneak of suspicion there could be some raw underground moments on SummerSlam. Just why not? Now to bring up something now to bring up something y'all talked about last week. Now being that uh takeover is on Saturday. Are we gonna have a Saturday night WrestleManiacs after dark next week? Mm, I'm talking to uh the 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 producer to to find out if that could be something that may be going down. <laughs> Dang, you guys ain't saying nothing. I was waiting for somebody like before you the producer. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, we know you, we know you really don't have any stroke. The KG got all oh, the strokes, so. snaps. <laughs> well, after a certain time period, you know, KG becomes unavailable. He's got to go microwave uh, Jordan Grace's uh, hot pocket. So I make the best damn hot pocket. Me too. Me too. What are you talking about? Me too. We've been talking about Michael. Me too. (laughs) James, no, that's a YouTube. That's a me too. Sorry. That is not not a me too. No getting around that one. That's a me too. We've been making jokes about KG and his microwave. Yeah, but Jordan we didn't talk about Jordan Grace's hot pocket. I didn't say her hot pocket. You did I said say microwaving her, hot, her pocket. A a hot pocket. Hot pocket. That's what you said. Jordan Grace's hot pocket. <laughs> no, I said microwaving her. Microwaving Jordan Grace's hot pocket. That is not what I said. That is what you said. KG? I said microwaving her a hot pocket. No. You did not. There was that is no what eight. I said. No, no, you didn't. <laughs> ask, the, ask the stenographer. No, she, she's listening. No, no, you did. I ain't wait, till you see the, what, wait till you see the transcripts. I will, but I don't need to see the transcripts. I heard what you said. You said Michael Wave and Jordan Gray's Hot Pocket. Me too. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I, I got, if nobody got your back... Jordan, I got your back, baby. God, y'all, you ain't good. We ain't getting away with that one. Me. What you have to Wait, you have to <laughs> That's like I said it, but I, all I said was I make the best damn hot pocket on the Eastern Seaboard. I didn't say yeah. anything else. I didn't. That's not. Uh, that Me Too wasn't for you. That Me Too was for Don. He know who it was for. That's why he was uh, filibustering over there. Mm-mm. He, he, Mm-mm. Knows he, he knows what he said. I'm not saying anything else, but thank you, <laughs> congratulations, and good night. If anybody else got anything else to wrap up the show, wrap it up, B. Wrap it up. KG, well, I do. KG, where can they hear us at, bruh? Well, of course, you can hear us right here where you're listening to us at, but also you can hear us on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple, iTunes Podcast. Uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, our, our radio, Player FM, Stitcher, Overcast Podcast, and all your major platforms, Radio Public, 
Um, you can check us out on Instagram, Sideline Junkie. Twitter, Sideline Junkie. Facebook, Sideline Junkies, colon podcast. And also we have a Facebook group, Sideline Junkie 24-7. You can also hit us up on the email, 20, I'm sorry, Sideline Junkie 24-7 at gmail.com. So any show ideas, you want to say something to any one of the hosts, trust and believe we are all here for it. All right. So since we have a silent member on the on the on here uh, that doesn't want to say anything else before he gets me too again, uh, I will sign off for everybody. This is the Nubian Sumo along with the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, and the big guy, KG, signing off on another Saturday night, WrestleManiacs. And until next time, konnichiwa, bitches. Man, this is a bullshit. <laughs> Jordan, I love you.